0: Hello? Yeah, hello? Yes? Yeah. I'm looking for an artist. Oh, okay. I'm looking for an artist. Alright. Yeah.
1: It's when um, it's like when Leslie is doing stuff with Crazy Ira and the douche. Like season two or three, I think. Probably three.
0: What's your favorite season of that show?
1: I want it to be four because that's Paul Rudd is on season four. Mm. But it's it's probably two or three. When it's like crazy enough. I actually like the last season a lot, too. I thought that was really fun because they jump ahead in time.
0: Oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, what happened? We don't know. And then we find out slowly. Dude, there's so many shows like that, especially long-form, like, maybe sitcoms, like, where
0: I've seen them, and I've binged them, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. really remember the details. Yeah, Like, you say, oh, even the last season. And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> right. What was it, though? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh,
1: I can't really remember So it. they, and I, for, I forgot it, too, until, because we would rewatch it in the apartment a lot. But then... uh recently maybe the last couple months Mm. it's the season with grizzle it's like google but it's like this giant um tech company and they're a startup and they're huge and so like this the season is in the future so when it was coming out it was referencing things that had happened in between like the present and that so there's a lot of jokes about like things that had happened nationally. Like filling in the gaps. Yeah. Hardy
0: hard. This is for the true fans. This is a deep dive. Yeah. 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 Like we know you've been fantasizing.
1: Let's clear up some details. Right. I like that a lot because they they had it wrapped, but then they brought it back another season. So they decided to just be like, let's just make up a bunch of new stuff. But they, unlike Stranger Things, Mm -hmm.
0: they didn't um, kind of totally go with a new plan. Yeah. Right. I heard, maybe it's a rumor, but I heard that Stranger Things, they were going to, like, open up the universe and show a totally different cast with, like, totally different actors. Yeah. Completely different storylines. Like, serialize it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when people heard that, they freaked out. And so they're like, oh, shit, let's rewrite everything for this. I don't know if that's true. Are we going? Yeah. Oh, cool. But, yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. I'll uh, decide when to... like chop it in okay you know? okay we probably already have at this point but maybe not <laughs> but are we halfway through? just <laughs> like <laughs> speaking of tv shows okay and speaking of the future okay and speaking of grizzle slash just tech companies okay now i'm in okay here we go this is question of the day and this okay. is how we're gonna officially okay. kick off our this episode, we've had many episodes in the past. You and I, <laughs> and maybe we'll get maybe we'll get into that. Uh, but oh, we, we only have fifty five minutes. Okay, well, so. I mean, I just the, check
1: out the pirate episode when you can, guys.
0: <laughs> and you got to have the subtitles on though because mm-hmm. it's in Spanish.
1: Yeah, we learned Spanish for the podcast. Forgot it after, but dude, check out the pirate episode. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Oh. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Question of the
0: day for you is this: If you could invent some sort of technology, okay. like, but with we're already set in the future, okay. so all the things that we are assuming that are going to happen in the future, like flying cars, like time travel, maybe, or you know, it's just in it. It's a Black Mirror episode. Future. Oh, okay. And you could invent. Technology. What technology would you invent for the future? Okay, so
1: with inventions, you have to think of (laughs) you have to think of what you would need to make things easier, or things that would be like fun. Preferably both. I'm not really like nothing's like jumping out at me right now. The only thing I can think of is like like rehab for people that are. Like, uh, people that are like abandoned by society, something that you Mm -hmm. can give them where they get a second chance or they like, they get like, a um, yeah, maybe what it is. Oh, this is a cool idea. This is like an anime idea is like, um, the people who we ostracize, we, we like put them, this is really messed up. We put them in like a tank, like a a VR tank and they all get to live again in the VR. Okay, tank. Okay, so they're all they're probably
0: all incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Or in that tank together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. then so they're all plugged
1: back into the system. It's so it's kinda like you ever see Battle Royale? Um Battle Royale. The Battle Royale is like this uh like Asian film, martial arts film where oh, they I have it. Yeah okay. They take it's in a weird dystopian future where they have all the public schools, they take one of them that's like not good and not well behaved. Mm-hmm. And every year they call one of those groups, they put them on an island and they're like, All right, everyone gets weapons and whoever whoever kills everybody else, whoever outlasts, it's like um, what's that game? The hundred man battle royale game? That's Fortnite. like Fortnite. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that, but with but with real people. Whoa. That's Battle Royale. So Whoa. it's like we take the dregs of society, we put them on an island, they take care of each other, they kill each other, and then whoever lives we take back. So it's like that. It's like redemption, but it's like a good version where like yeah. you just get a new life yeah. as like Stan, the electrician. And if you can do Stan real well, then it's like okay, we think that you're ready to come back into real society because you like did real well in the fake world after you got. That's like your second chance. Is if you can prove to us that you can, uh, yeah, like reintegrate.
0: You, you actually, that's very. That's an encouraging answer because you shocked me with. <laughs> Not only you've shocked me in many ways, one how to creatively and interestingly answer a vague and kind of like weird question, (laughs) right? That was awesome. And two, like, that is a problem, I think, now, yeah, just with like finding out something about a person Mm -hmm. and totally just putting everyone agrees to put them on the blacklist, yeah. And it's like, well,
1: that's kind of sad it is and and i get it because it's like we want to be pro justice and pro like whoever's been hurt but like um everyone's hurt for sure in different ways and if like i think we improve in so many ways like as a society especially like in the business world but as like living breathing things it's it's real hard to live and be like happy with yourself right now everything feels very like Because we don't have a lot of, like, day-to-day necessity, like, oh, I I have to build a fire for the tribe so that the tribe can be warm. You don't feel, like, what your contribution does, so you feel useless a lot. Right. So I feel like a lot of... It's like necessary
0: distraction.
1: Yeah. No, like, it's it's stuff that's work, but it feels like it's contributing. Whereas, like, if you're on your phone, if that's your job if you like branding or whatever it doesn't feel very like satisfying and i think a lot of people like loneliness is up depression's up and i think it's like how do we th- like yeah well, maybe we can create a society where we can live forever but like why mm-hmm. what's the point of it if we don't feel like we should so like yeah. i'm thinking about that's i think about that a lot of like how can we get people to be feel useful be useful be proactive, like enjoy their lives, and not just have to live forever in a life they don't like. Beautifully put. And um, you know what? This is
0: part of the reason I I have you on is because you are hands down one of the funniest people I know. You're hands down, to me, one of the most exciting artists that I know, personally. And you also... Like, you, you, I've known you for a while. We, I kind of, we've hinted, insinuated that
1: we have a history, and we <laughs> do. We do. We went to school together. CCS CCS. <laughs> <laughs> Represent, go Chargers. All right. For our, all our Chargers out there, <laughs> let me get a, let me hear a Lululemon.
0: <laughs> Lululemon. Lululemon. That was this what he's doing the cartwheel. Uh, okay. Uh, th- this is not going to be an onslaught of inside jokes, but this is what I was going to say really okay, quickly, is okay. that... You have always carried a uh, memory with me and a reputation for yourself. I think in some cases, it's often preceded you of being hilarious, dude. And it's not even Thanks, like man. a cheap, like, oh, that guy's funny. It's like, no, that guy is <laughs> <fucking> funny, dude. <laughs> and, um So I appreciate that in you, but I also appreciate, because I feel like I every time that I see you, I have... Interactions with you that are, but that's the full range, dude. Where, it's weird, where right? We laugh and then we also uh, you you'll give me some think pieces that <clears throat> I'll seriously I'll chew through for a week, and I'm like, damn, Jacob. You know, so thank you, thanks everybody. Man. This is Jacob Davis. I'm very excited to show you who this guy is because he's been in my life for a while, and he's already been telling stories, and so I just kind of want to like open up the you know reveal what's behind the curtain for a second because there's been a lot at work so cool man jacob what's up dude
1: hey how's your day going uh uh okay it was cold i this weekend i worked uh doubles saturday and sunday and it's sunday now so i'm like finally done which is really nice and like my roommates are moving out tonight it's just like a lot's going on now what are the emotions going on
0: there With the roommates moving out, not necessarily the cold weather, because that's kind of coming to, to a close. But
1: yeah, yeah, I think with the with the roomies, mm-hmm. the big one, it, it's relief. I think for all of us, because we've been six people deep in a three bedroom for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the people who are leaving are married to each other, and they they've got a beautiful beautiful marriage. Yes, that needs. Its own space, yeah, man. for sure, have you heard about that theory about a goldfish? I had
0: a, a, several goldfish growing up because yeah. of those weird c c s carnivals <laughs> CCS, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> goldfish for everybody, and they died the next day, and this is why. <laughs> have you ever heard that theory of like a goldfish or a fish can grow as big as its environment, yeah. Um yeah so keep these
1: fish in a small tank and they're going to be super super small. Yeah, it's weird. Uh yeah. it's like adaptive. It's like I'm a I'm the youngest in my family mm. and I went to therapy last year for a year and it was really eye opening the stuff he would say about like yeah, well you're the youngest so like you do this and that and that and it, and it was like almost always spot on. And a lot huh. of what it is is like as the youngest you like take a back seat and you look at the lay of the land. And you are like, okay, so there's like an avenue there, there's like a piece there that I can slip into. I okay. And mm. it's like you learn where you can take space from other people's signaling. Whereas mm. if you're like a firstborn kid, you come in and you're like, Let me let me have all this space and you yeah. like fight with your parents over it. Yeah. Whereas like I watched my sister and my brother fight with my parents over their space. I fought and with I my was parents. just Yeah. And I never fought with my parents over it. I was just like, Oh no, cause like If I fight for it, they fight back, and they're so much bigger than me. (laughs) So I like – yeah, so I definitely – the analogy fits really well, like growing to your confines. But I feel like for me – this is separate. Like my struggle is that like I'm a goldfish no matter where I am, but I – like humans are capable – of being like, oh no! Like I can take up more space than this, and kind of like pulling the ripcord, yeah, and yeah. that's that's hard for me to do. That's a hard thing for me to do. So it's, I think it's good that it's happening regardless of
0: who initiated it, because yeah, everyone's getting room now. Yeah, everyone, everyone has more room, yeah. which is really
1: nice. Um That's exciting. Yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna have my own room. I I've been sharing a bunk bed with Robbie Brown, who I went to college mm-hmm. with. <laughs> Close calls. Close calls. Um and we <laughs> we have I think I've been in a bunk bed or shared a room for like since college. Yeah. So yeah. since 2010. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so almost yeah, 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 a decade. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've been in a bunk bed.
0: That's you know what? That's just kind of representative of the grind though. Oh, mhm. Cuz the grind is I think people when they think about grinding in New York Yeah, they think it's like literally metal to metal sparks, sweat, tears, and blood, and no happiness. Like part of the grind is kind of fun and endearing, though. It is now that you have this chapter to look forward
1: to, you may look back and be like, "Oh man, dude, debunk with Robbie." A hundred percent, you're right. I mean, there's there's like a there's a charm in it of like what I had to do to get by. There's definitely because that's like, I mean, talking about invention, that's the thing is like discipline and like boundaries imposed on you it is like how people make creative solutions out of stuff it's like practical solutions are made by like low budgets you know yeah so yeah definitely i could definitely see um myself looking back and missing this period that i'm like right now so excited to like close this chapter and get to the next one Yes,
0: and speaking of finding problems to solutions that are kind of imposed or or like put in place by these circumstances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, drew you to the arts in terms of performing at all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in terms of what that looks like for you now? Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, to be clear, like, where did where did our story start?
1: Oh yeah, so we we met each other in middle school, I think. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I like kind of knew you. We did like we did tennis camp, if you will recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did tennis <laughs> camp together. Uh, kind of didn't know each other. Kind of didn't like jive in tennis camp. Like I knew you, I but knew we didn't. Your name. Yeah. <laughs> um. But we did yeah, I pick did I pick on you? Are you just, a little, just, just a little. Just a little. What I do? You were like you you made some joke about like. I, did, I didn't do good or I didn't, like, do something. Shit. And you were like, yeah, maybe if you'd called that potato chip, like, as if the th- I would have gone for it if it were, like, disgusting food. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's nothing, like, I mean, I've done way worse stuff wow. than that. Wow. I'm so sorry. And you didn't do it. The other thing that's and it's cool about you, because my family, wow, we're, dude. like, vindictive yeah. when, we're me- when we're mean to each other. Yeah, We, we like... You, like, see it in our eyes, like, I'm going to hurt you, and it's not good. And you, like, you hurt me, but I didn't see it in your eyes. It was, like, a surface. It was, like, very superficial. You know what I mean? Yeah. You weren't, like, holding the knife in and twisting it on me. Sure. You were just like, ah, this kid's kind of overweight. (laughs) Man, I don't even remember that. I seriously don't even remember Well, I only remember it because it was like, oh, shit. And then, but then we got to know each other doing choir and doing musicals and like that it's weird because that memory of you is so unlike the rest of our relationship yeah you know what i mean and that's because we just didn't know each other
0: yeah and that's also because i mean now that i have this context i think it's also (laughs) because i was in a totally different world in headspace yeah like i was um pouring all of my emotional and physical energy into basketball Dang. And I was surrounded by people that were obviously better than me. And I was like pouring my heart out and I was good at the things that I was good at. But I was coming to terms with, I think around the same time that Mm -hmm. it was like, yo, I'm not a, I'm not like a star athlete, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't even know why I'm at tennis camp. I'm not making excuses. I just think I was yeah. in a weird place. No, I like, get that. Because when I found theater and when I found you for the person <laughs> that I know you n- as now, yeah, yeah. Like, I seriously, when I saw a Thoroughly Modern Millie, that was part of the reasons I quit sports the next year. And I was like, I'm doing theater. Like I saw how much fun you were having. Dude. And I was like, dude, this is not something I'm going to miss.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: So, Anyway, so once yeah. I found that, though, I, I feel like I started to be able to see people for who they were. Yeah. a lot more. Yeah, but it's always shocking to hear like those stories of like, no, actually, dude,
1: you said that. <laughs> and I'm yeah. Like, oh, sorry. I mean, don't. Bl- I mean, don't blame yourself too much. You know what I mean? Like it was uh, literally yeah. the only bad thing you've ever done to me. What? And it was like, really? yeah, hmm. that that I know of that I could remember, especially. Work. But it's it's one of those. Uh, y- yeah, you talking about one time I asked you to turn your computer brightness down because I was trying to sleep. <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh yeah. We used to uh, me and Michael lived with each other for like six months. Yeah, with uh, with with the guy who's moving out, Jacob. The guy Corbett. who's moving out. Yeah, Chapters. Yeah, Chapters. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Like one thing is, um, yeah, when you're in a space like that. Also, you were growing up. People, people are dicks in middle school. Like, yeah, I oh, was sure. a dick. Everyone's a dick. I was. Um, and like, <sighs> when you're going through all those changes, especially, you know, you're not even aware of most of the changes you're going through. No. And you're just, like, focused, and you're like, like yeah, you're going through, a, 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 at that time, like, a crisis of your whole life. You're like, should I, should I be a basketball player? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not as good as I want to be. Should I still be a basketball player, even though I'm not as good as I want to be? Like, I don't even think I was
0: aware of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, rem- I had this memory come to mind. I was like, oh, actually, when I went to basketball camp in middle school, I did trap a kid in a closet, and we sprayed Axe <laughs> under the door, Axe deodorant, and we thought it, we were laughing like that, thinking it was yeah. funny, but now, yeah. in, like having that memory kind of mm-hmm. surface, I'm like, that is not okay.
1: I sprayed Axe at a, a, a guy as well, in, in high school. Yeah. He just, he smelled bad, man. So and you just then, Axed him? And so then we did something much worse, what? which gave him PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> By spraying was, it with Axe, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's so funny Not my victim Oh, yeah, dude, like the That age is You are, P- are part of the pack Yeah Or you're not and If you're not You're scared And you, you do anything to be part of the pack And that's It's dangerous It's bad, like, life lessons Yeah But, like That's how it works Whenever the teachers aren't around, man It's packs So Was that potato
0: chip Or whatever the joke mm-hmm. The mean joke that I made <laughs> To you Which was like one of our first interactions, yeah. was it stuff like that in Chattanooga that was that were your confines that kind of you know opened the door to this performative?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part of um, yeah, part of my thing has always been like, I I don't w- want to be pigeonholed by my limitations, hmm. and I don't want people knowing me by mine. As well, like I never, I always resented the idea that somebody could tell me what I was all about. I was like, oh, no, because like once you tell me, I'm just going to do the opposite of that. I'm like very, um, I don't even know what that is, like reactionary in that regard of like if you if you try to put me in a box, I'm like so angry. But it's exactly what I do to other people. It's exactly what I do when I feel jealous is I'm like, oh, yeah, especially with like ladies Back in the day, that was the big thing I would do is, like, find something wrong with them. If if I liked them and they didn't like me back, I would, like, find something wrong with them and just, like, think of that thing. You know what I mean? Like, think mm-hmm. of, like, oh, yeah, like, she's, she like, I'm obsessed with her and she's cute and everything. But, like, you know, her friends are weird. She's weird. Yeah. You know? She, yeah. <laughs> she's mean was a big one. Like, And it's just because she didn't like me. And so I would just be like, oh, she's mean because she doesn't like me. Mm. But like I I realized like this recently that like what I hated most was what I freely did to other people in my head, which was judge them and put them into like little bottles. Because the the last thing I want to be is reduced to one thing. Yes. You know, I want to. And that's like a lot of my a lot of like the reactionary creative juice is like my my brain being like no I will not be held down it's like a very like um uh like resilient but like in an aggressive way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but it, it it's not really how I it's not how I like deal with people um presently or like people who are my friends it's but it is something that like when I'm pushed into a corner it's going on in my brain do you think that in school when theater when you found theater that that it
0: kind of gave you that fight or flight it pushed you into a corner in a sense
1: i think yeah i mean like what was fun about it was i i was always um like i always got good reactions out of being funny because that's how my family is yeah um and there was something about like and i think every kid has this no matter where they are in the the hierarchy of the social spectrum like I was like, oh, no, I'm good, too. Like, I'm cool. Like, I've got something to offer. And I was always, like, treated like a weird kid. And so when I found something that I got such a big reaction out of, that I got, like, that I was fairly natural at, and that that was so cool because I was like, oh, these people who didn't care about me before or, like, had me in a box, they just got that box blown open because hmm. I, like, and I don't even know why I'm, like, good or, um, like, adept at... Being funny, but it just like that was how I got the pop of the norm to stop. Like I got the box to open by being surprising, and so that was like yeah. And um, I mean, just talking about talking about that musical theater program there. There's something in like media where when you're a kid, when you watch stuff about, because it was all like 80s and 90s stuff, because we were in the 90s. -hmm. uh, uh, I guess it was the 2000s in middle school, but like. All depictions of school are like theater kids are not cool at all. Yeah, right. But that wasn't, I mean. With like the Kmart jeans on. Yeah, and they you know? were like, they're annoying, they're obnoxious. And I'm yeah. sure we were a little, but yeah. <laughs> it was really nice. It was like fun. It was really fun. And we weren't, I think like Julie was like a big musical theater person, but I was never a big musical theater person like i just thought it was fun yeah you know i never got like oh man stondheim's third thing like not that that's bad like i love my friends now who i work with are like in shows and obsessed with that stuff and i can't keep up with them um but it was never it was never my thing and it never had to be and i i really appreciated that yeah
0: yeah yeah and i think all of the roles that you got it was like, oh yeah, that's J- that's yeah. Jacob's role. Like, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. else
1: is gonna play that. Yeah, it's, it's weird. The,
0: like, you can you you can sing, like I'm saying this, like I know you can sing. I was in a barbershop quartet with you. But all <laughs> of those roles were kind of like has to be able to sing, yeah but yeah, mainly yeah. has to be
1: able to make people laugh and command the stage. Yeah, true truly. Um, let me try to think of the roles I get. It's so funny how like, uh, not nepotism, but like, yeah, I got to be in every show, and I every got to be the show. funny dude. <laughs> every every <single> show, show. <laughs> and I can't help but think about like some other comedian someday is gonna be like, like have gone to CCS and be like, yeah, I was in this class. This guy, you may not know him, Jacob Davis. Like, he didn't really make it, but now that I'm huge, like. <laughs> He took Class Clown, and I was gunning for it for years, and I couldn't have a shot. <laughs> you know, like, every every role I had was, like, really fun to do because it was, like, that's silly. True. And, but, yeah, like, I, I played the um, the gatekeeper in Wizard of Oz. Yep. And they, like, that's not even a role. Like, that's – it's, like, half of it a role. It was in our production. Yeah, though. they split it into two. <laughs> And I, sing, I sang the, like, merry old Land of Oz song, and everybody else got choreography. There's yeah. this beautiful stage picture yeah. behind me, all the chorus. Mary Catherine always put a huge chorus, and when it was like, well, so what do you do, Jacob? It was, I was like, what if I just walk around, and I, and I, like, hold my hands out, and I'm like, over here. So I literally, it's all this great choreography, and I'm, like, walking around the stage, like, like hamming it up for the audience. We like yes. we get up at twelve, and start to work at one. I'm not moving. I'm not dancing. I just like move and like present the stage singing? again and again. And I like speak singing the whole time. Yes. I'm not even singing.
0: Oh and like boy. people
1: after rehearsals are like, man, hey, so when you sing the song, it's so good. And I'm like <laughs> as good as I am at subtlety can't read it because. I picked up years later that people were, like, trying to say, hey, sing the, sing the song instead of saying, we like, get no up ex- at 12 and because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 1. Everything else is so beautiful. Yeah.
0: And I'm just up there, like... No, man, it worked. Yeah, it worked. Because it was there... <laughs> that was that... Reminding you that there was that weird, zany, otherworldly element to this land that we've yeah, come that's, into. And yeah. this was honestly one of the first... Uh, productions that had a big ass budget at yeah. CCS. And yeah. so everyone
1: was kind of like staring at the snow anyway. Yeah, no, truly. They had like, they had a machine that made it look like there was a tornado. That oh, was so it, cool. Uh, it was, And they had the flying stuff for that show. <sighs> like, I watch Broadway shows now, and I'm like, eh, Mary Catherine could do a better job. <laughs> yeah. And with way less of a budget. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. And with With, like, literally five times bigger of a cast. (laughs) Somehow. Somehow. Dude, did you see Hello Dolly on Broadway? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, If anyone listening to this has seen Hello Dolly on Broadway, picture five times as many people on stage, and Mary Catherine will be like, I think we can get some more ninth graders in there. (laughs) That's funny. Like, Wizard of Oz, she used people that. through the entire school. She used, like, yeah. kid kids for the munchkins. I think munchkins. that's what
0: it's about, man. That's, yeah. why it yeah. was, that's why that program took off there.
1: It was a community. They're in
0: the news now. That's Billboard's amazing. easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billboard's it was a community. Easy. That's what I was going to say, dude. Yeah. It's like, that's what drew me. I'm not a huge musical person either. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do them now. I don't seek them out now. Right. I do like some musicals yeah. because whatever. <laughs> but, like but uh it was the community that i saw yeah and i looked at the community i was around and i was like look if i'm sitting here watching thoroughly modern millie feeling this way watching it yeah i wonder what i could feel doing it yeah so i just tried it and it was the best it was the best feeling yeah
1: that feeling and like what really colored it to be like oh this was unique was going to college Hmm. and auditioning for things and one, not getting the favoritism anymore. Like,
0: right. first,
1: and the first year I got put into it was guys in or West Side Story, and I got put into a baby John, like basically an ensemble role yeah. with a name, like a one liner role, yeah. And uh, a Mr. Howard role, yeah, Mr. Howard walking on with a mug of coffee role. Mm. Um, so that was like, oh, okay, all right, and then. Everything about the production was so much worse. (laughs) Like not to rag on my uh, college, but like that department had a lot of problems. I think I saw this production. Yeah, but even the play department had problems. Like when I when I went to the theater program there, I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a theater person. Maybe I got into like a I forget what it was called, but it's like it was a like a radio play converted to a play about Jesus. It was very Christian school, like, very, like, uh, specific, like, uh, and it was awful, man. Everyone backstage, they were all seniors, but they all were so uh, bitter, and they were all, like, they all acted like they were stage managers, so I, like, there was just disdain. Every time I asked a question, every time I did anything, they were like, you know, and then, yeah, the musical was bad, and it was just like, wow, in my high school, we did... (laughs) Like, so much better. Yeah. And this is college. Like, shouldn't, it, shouldn't this be even better? And that was when it was like, oh, maybe the feeling of community and, like, the fun I had in musical theater is not native to musical theater. Maybe it was the people that were there. And it truly, at, since then, it's like, yeah, everywhere I go, it's not, like, the title. It's not the professionalism. It's, like, who are the people? And okay. like, do we jive? So because
0: that's the case, what kept you at Covenant? Because I, <laughs> I went to, I'm not ragging on the no, place either. No. Because every place has its flaws. And I don't know what the theater pl- program is like there. Yeah, Covenant's yeah. a great place. I did not want to leave it. I didn't want to leave it.
1: Yeah. I did. But you did Why did you not? Right. Because so like, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Johnson uh, is very talented. And he's a great actor. And he knew what he wanted to do. And I think that's the thing. That's the difference is, like, you were willing to be like, I know what I want. I'm going to go get it. And for me, I'm like, what I wanted was a college experience, and I was having it. And that's the thing is, like, I mm. felt my, my home was being with my boys on the catacombs. Like, I loved the hall dynamic. I'm a huge, like, team person. I always have been. But I loved the dynamic there because it was silly. It was stupid. It was a lot like... Animal house esque. We were, we were like stupid looking, <laughs> like on purpose. Like we, we didn't take things too seriously. We were a little pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretentious, uh, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> pretentious assholes. Pretentious um, assholes. Yeah. And I, regr- I definitely regret like any type of posturing I would do. And I know as a like nowadays when I look at groups, I'm like, oh, I like that person, but that group can't stand them. And I'm 100% that was our group. Was, like, we had a great time, but, like, when you see a group scream laughing in a giant, like, cafeteria, you're, like, shut
0: up. Yeah. Be normal. Yeah. And we're all dressed like the, like, board members of the school that yeah, we're going Yeah, yeah.
1: Just, like, openly disrespectful.
0: <laughs> Just so disrespectful, dude.
1: And we're, like, no, we're not. The and clearly, do, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was
0: going to say this, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say, I think part of the reason that I stayed for two years, other Mm -hmm. than the fact that this place is incredible, it's literally called a castle in the clouds, and and maybe 50%, I'm not exaggerating, maybe, okay, I won't exaggerate that, (laughs) maybe... Fifteen to twenty percent of the time that uh-huh. you spend at Covenant, you feel like you're at Harry Potter. Yeah, you feel like you're at Hogwarts because you're literally walking through the clouds. It's beautiful. Man. Other than that, other than that, and other than the fantastic job that the grounds keep, whatever I don't know who they are. Team Thirteen, anymore. man, team shout 30, out to dude, Team Thirteen, the, dude. It's just gorgeous there. Look it up. Google it. Google right Covenant College. Well, wait, it. a lot of drone shots. <laughs> uh Anyway, the community is what kept me there. Yeah. I think for two years because when we were doing those pranks or when we were just goofing off on the hall, yeah, or yeah, when there was a, the tornadoes and oh, it was a man. blackout. We were just so making fun. things up, dude. That I felt the same. I felt as alive as I did when we were in musicals. Yeah, I felt that's... that like dress rehearsal. That like communal like rah. were
1: you there with like ben and and me when we just like it was the tornadoes and we like went down off the mountain off the be- like we we went in a car and we like went to the pond and yeah. then we like dude and we swam in the pond and dude stuff. there was yeah, there was something about that there it, it was so big uh, there were tornadoes during exam week, like hundreds of tornadoes out of nowhere yeah, and these like like Mussolini esque sirens were like like it was everywhere. Not good, it was crazy, and we had to <laughs> hunker down. And our first instinct was, <laughs> "We gotta get out of here, man." We it was like we literally, the car, we, it was literally an emergency of tornadoes, hundreds. And we were like, dude, let's go drink. Like, let's go, let's go live it up. Let's go to like, Exams are canceled. We went off the mountain. We ran out of gas. It was literally
0: af- right after we read the email. We oh. all gathered in our room and we were like, let's
1: do this. So we're going. <laughs> we, one of my favorite things ever happened. And you, you're the thing. Uh, that that holds it together. We, this is impossible to describe. We had this teacher <laughs> named Professor Krabendam, and Professor Krabendam was like six foot six, and he had the biggest goofiest smile. He was like in his late sixties. This guy. Went to Rwanda like for 40 years of his life and like knows the people there better than anything, loves Jesus so much. Just like no matter what. He looks like a big smiley white crocodile. Yes. No matter what. Whoa, yeah. And we got in the car to leave the safe house. (laughs) And we got we got to the main intersection to go down the mountain. And there was a giant tree that had fallen over already. And it was blocking the intersection. And we were like, oh no, what's going on? And we look, and I'm driving. And I, and so it's like, oh, look, look who's like directing traffic up there. And it was uh, Professor Krabdump, uh, no license, nothing, just a concerned <laughs> citizen. And he's like this giant man with a big smile, just being like, go yes, around, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. wind yeah, everywhere. just like braving the storm. It's. It no one's looked, asking. It looks like he knocked the tree over accidentally and was like, "My bad." <laughs> He's like shuffling to clean it <laughs> up. And just, Don't look at me. Um, but you, like, you were in the car and you were the one who was like dying laughing. You were like, "It's Logan! it's cropping up," and you just like you. And this is the thing. I what I tell people about Michael is oh, like, boy. Michael's one of my favorite people to make laugh because. He only will give you exactly what you need with the laugh. Like, you're not going to give me a, an easy laugh. Yeah. But you're also, not, if if you have a little bit of of joy, you're going to let it out. Like, you're going to let the steam out. And so Michael laughs. He'll be like, hmm. Mm. He'll keep it in. He'll keep the ooms going. And the ooms the ums get under my skin in a great way so fast because I'm like, oh, he's about to burst. Yeah. And so then I just like get excited that you're about to go because you just wanted to come quicker. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. everyone's like, oh, the floodgates. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it. <laughs> And then you break, but oh you, were like, you, were, true, you, Dab, you were like you were when you saw Crab and Dob. You were like, Crab, like you, <laughs> you broke. You went all the way up immediately <laughs> by yourself. That sounds right, dude. That was <laughs> so there are some funny. some things that
0: just take you from zero to sixty. Like <laughs> you can't help it, but you still have to go through the routine. Yeah, you still have to go through the. Mm, yeah, you still you, go from you you know zero to sixty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so <laughs> speaking of that, I think like. Part of the reason that you did stay at Covenant, like yeah. you, you said I was the glue that held that story together. You were, kind yeah. of, in my memory, and I could be misspeaking because the Covenant community, especially Catacombs community, was super tight. But I remember you being the guy who held our community together, and you had oh. our energy up. Thanks, man. Because Thank most you. of the time, it was because you were always the the, the person up. Like you never slept. Yeah, you I never were always slept. up, and so whenever someone needed anything, like <laughs> Like, dude, I was the type of guy who would go from class to class to class, mm-hmm. voice lesson, whatever, and then go back to my room unless right. I was going out. Yeah, you because were like a was, student. Yeah, and and but but I also like if I ever did wa- wander around and go to the uh, EBP. EBP. I,
1: uh, what is it? Yeah, that's right. Bachelor path That sounds right. Yeah, I think yeah, it's because EPB is like a, also a thing, but that's not it. No, that's why it sounds weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. EBP. Yeah, exactly. You would be up on your laptop mm-hmm. and and having a
0: conversation, probably something like this, you know, yeah. with someone like me, but maybe a little more sociable that night because they didn't have voice lessons. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so like, and and so speaking of that, like concept of knowing that you're gonna. Bust at some point, knowing where you're going, but having to get, go through this stuff anyway. Like, right. I think you saw a, not a duty there, but you
1: definitely saw a, a role. Yeah. A, yeah. You had a function there. I didn't, um, it's one of those, like, I just kind of settled into it. I I really enjoyed, um, all that stuff so much. Yeah. Being up late. I mean, being up late was also, a, a thing of like. I still don't know where I'm at in the introvert extrovert land, but I knew that if I'm a, definitely a night owl, yeah, and I definitely need time to myself, definitely. And so I think I get that a lot of the time by staying up late. I hmm. get my alone time because, Same, yeah, yeah, like oh, yep. everyone else is asleep, yep. so I'll, I'll stay up. It's quiet. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's truly quiet. It is, and it's um. So there's something nice about the night, something like calming about the night. Yeah. But the, yeah, I think like I, I just when I came into the catacombs, there was like three to six really great guys who were like seniors yeah. in the hall. And they, they just like really inspired me like so, so much. Uh, and they were so nice and kind we we ended up turning out to be way more of just kind of like ragamuffins after them. Like, we were way more weird after them. Yeah. But they were, like, great people. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. so encouraging. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is great. And, like, I wanted to, to like, give that back. But I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I had a, a lot of different roles. I definitely wasn't trying to be, like... I'll be up late if you want if you want a consultation or anything yeah, like not that. At all. But it, it just so happened that that's I mean so many people on that hall were so interesting. You were up and open. Yeah, you're yeah. an open person. I uh, thank you. I I want to be. I I I just loved experiencing like yeah. what it was, and so I would. I never wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to like experience all the shenanigans yep. that were going on. So I, I did when it. I had enough sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now I know that you have community here, mm-hmm. community that I know and share to yeah. some extent, yeah. but also community that I don't. Yeah. And that's because of you being up and open. I know that you're up in Adam <laughs> in this city since uh-huh. you moved here. Yeah. Uh, you know, after finishing it, uh, in Georgia. Mm hmm. And you came up here and I know that you're doing things. What is that what, do, what does it look like for you right now? What's up, man?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll tell you what's up. Thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> no problem. I so I do UCB stuff is what I say to people. It's kind of confusing to people who kinda in a cursory way know about comedy, but basically UCB is both an improv team and an improv school. So it's kind of confusing, but the school is named after the UCB4, the team. Um, And it's a couple marginally famous comedians are in that team. And they opened a school in New York. And I think since like the late 90s, they've been up and running here. And it's, um, yeah, it's just, when I left school, I was looking for I loved improv comedy. That's like, that was my favorite thing to do. And we did it in high school with the same person who did our musicals. Um, and when I got to college, we didn't have it until senior year. This, uh, professor Deborah Kirby came in and she had done some improv stuff and she was like, let's do it. And I was super into doing improv again Mm -hmm. and I loved it. I loved it. And the idea of doing it more and maybe doing it professionally, was like, oh, like, why not actually try to do that? Uh, because it's it's the thing that I liked to do the most. And so I looked into it. I, like, did some research. Um, our, our friend who's moving, uh, I, I was on a, a vacation cross-country after college. I went from Asheville to Seattle and back in, like, two weeks. Had no plans for the summer. Got back. I had a message from him on my phone That was like, hey, buddy, I have a place for you in New York. I have a job for you. Um, If you want to come, come. And I was like, absolutely. That was like 100% the the most clear, like, you need to do this sign I've ever had. Green light. Yeah. Like, I pulled into my driveway, and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And I had a voicemail. Whoa. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, Turned out that guy, Ed Bundy. Ted Bundy's little brother. Serial killer. I'm sorry. I had to make a joke. No, it was Jacob. I already oh. said that. Uh, <laughs> our roommate. Uh, great guy. Very big facilitator. Very open guy. But I'm, yeah, so I moved up here. Didn't have a community. Uh, and I moved here because I knew I had to move to either New York or Chicago or Toronto. Because I was told those were the best places to do improv. And yep. I knew that UCB was here. So I was like, okay, so I, I, UCB has got to be my place. And I was so terrified to check it out. Yeah. Um, I moved in June and I could have gone to shows. I could have checked out class. I was so scared that I was going to get in there and they were just going to be like, no, yeah, you're not for me. Uh, kind of like my movement from high school to college where it was just like I was killing and I was good. I was in all the shows and then I get to college and they're like, we don't like you. Also, we're awful sure. people. So I was scared of that. Sure. Um, But, yeah, fast forward, I guess, five years, and I took all the classes. I made really, really great friends. Um, Yeah, and I have this whole separate, weird, like, you know, you have your little group of friends, but like they're a part of the bigger community. And so there's like people you know. And it's a lot like college, where like, yeah, I have my like base group of friends, maybe a little broader group of acquaintances. And then there's like the entire community. It's a lot like Hogwarts. Yeah. It's exactly like Hogwarts. <laughs> the, um, yeah. yeah. No, dude. <laughs> Cheers, it, it truly yeah. is a lot like Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's very fun. It's very like, Improv is such a fun, beautiful hobby. It, it, it's, it's weird having been there for five years now, seeing how the community changes over time hmm. and, and fast too. And how like the art changes with the community yes. so directly. Yeah. And how, yeah. yeah. The problem with be right now is that there's so many people, when I was coming up, people kind of stuck around uh, and now, people are more so going to LA for more like professional opportunities. So we, I think, when UCB was in its like you know in the late '90s and early 2000s, you had a lot of people sticking around, building a community. And now what you have is a lot of people uh, getting into a community, you know, sharpening their skills and then moving away from that community. So we have a lack of the kind of shepherds. That are like bringing new people up. Yeah. Um, And that is something that I I think was a big deal to me in college was like, I remember what it was like when I was a freshman and I want you to have the same experience I had because I had such a good experience and I was not great at translating that experience to new people. Um, But I, I always respect the people who stick around and, and I yeah. also respect the people who leave for business and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but but their comedic pursuits are different than mine because yeah. I love improv and I want to keep doing improv. I, yeah, def, yeah. I don't want to do that other stuff, too. Yeah. But like this community is very important it's to me like as well. You, you have a loyalty to
0: it. Yeah, I definitely. Th- dude, I think and here's what I was going to say. I agree with you. But there was one thing that I was going to say that maybe maybe I can just raise a question to yep. you. Do you think that improv right now, because I know that financially in New York, it's not the most funded thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's like, maybe, maybe the community is dictating the art, whereas before the art was dictating the community.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it might be, it might just be the whole like... Some you know, the founding fathers made the constitution, and there's been no amendments. You know, the const the, the like the, the beast has grown bigger than Yeah, the, I mean,
0: more so like the art of improv, mm-hmm. right? If you take what it is, it's pure and it should evolve, it should yeah, change. Yeah, the community, however, in the past, mm-hmm. it would come to that art, right? Right, which is different than what it is now, but it's still improv, and that it was fresh and new then, yeah, right? Yeah, so they're coming to that, and that's dictating. The community, whereas now you have a community that's set in what they want, and they're coming and dictating what the art is. They're changing what improv is. So I see improv kind of dwindling, and I'm like, not dwindling in terms of interest or passion or quality, but Mm -hmm. in terms of people in seats. And I think that Hmm. it may have to do with with like where a lot of our head spaces are as like performers, right? In this one track mind of like. You said essentially like mm-hmm. taking this fruit and juicing it yeah, for what we yeah. need, and then tossing it aside. Where it's like, right? no, man, this thing has been here. You have to respect what it is. And oh, you're yeah. Joining something is there's like where does where is this loyalty? Yeah, where is your yeah, loyalty? Yeah.
1: That's 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 a good analogy of like like it's kind of that Marie Kondo thing of like you know. If if I get rid of a shirt, I'm like, thank you, shirt, <laughs> like thank you for all you've done for me, because really it has, and you just like use it all the time. And there's like, yeah, there's something about institutions where, yeah, it's tough because like when when the people up top are like, you should be grateful immediately. We're like, hey, easy, don't don't you know treat us like children, but they're not wrong. Right. We definitely should be grateful right. to a degree. And I, yeah, I, I definitely see that. Like if you're going to take from the coffer also put back in the coffer a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. And I also mean
0: more just big picture, Mm -hmm. like coming, you know, coming into the space with an energy, Mm -hmm. you can change the outcome of certain things. Yeah. So I'm all I'm, I'm, what I'm kind of trying to say is maybe if more people had this loyalty to improv, as opposed to loyalty to where
1: they want their career to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, then the community would thrive. For sure, that's like that's just like a um, a big problem in all of art. Yeah. I feel like it is yeah. is like you know, and I'm I'm going through that right now because I I've had I'm on my third Lloyd team at UCB mm-hmm. and I've struggled uh, the last two teams. Like I'm like pretty funny, <laughs> but I'm at this place now where. I keep trying to get better, but I don't know how anymore. Like I don't, and and it's not like, oh, I'm so good. I'm trying to get better. I'm like doing a lot of scenes and shows where I like am getting nothing from people. And it's one of those things of like, oh, I'm not letting the art dictate itself. I'm trying to like use it. Yeah. to do something for yeah. me. Yeah. And that's it's easy to do an improv because you're getting laughs. So you think that like, oh yeah, no I can like wield this. But th- the more you try to do that, the more you suffocate something. Yep. My acting teacher, one of my
0: favorite and most influential teachers I've ever had, yeah. Richard Niles. Look him up, Rich. He was on a uh what do you call those those bad like uh, like soap soap opera. I think he was on a soap opera. Oh, like Young and the Restless TV. or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like back in the 70s? I don't know. 70s, I'm not going to misspeak here, but we had these fireside chats with Richard. Mm-hmm. And it was like at the end of class, he would just kind of shoot the shit with us. Yeah. And he was saying that, he, and he was tying it into the day's lesson about comedic timing and like being funny. You mm-hmm. can't ask for the laugh. And he gave a, an example saying, like, there was this line in a play where it was like, Can you pass the salt? And that was the line. It was right. and they were literally asking for the salt. And because of this one performance, they were so in the given circumstance of the of the play that oh. the way that they the way that it came out got a huge laugh one night. Right. And so you know for the next two or three nights that yeah. actor was trying the to... aiming for the effect exactly of that yeah. first night. And the director was like, "I figured out what's not working. Just ask for the salt. Yeah, just just ask do for the, the salt thing. Just do the thing."
1: Was it after a big like explosive argument? Yeah, there was a silence. Yes, and then he asked for the salt. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wait, did, no, I think you've you have told me just, this before. But that's oh, okay. also it's also like, so, it, like tonal shifts. Always when when you're like it's, uh, you know when you watch a theater production and you see like two people laugh like really ripping into each other. And then it's, and then just a silence. And one of them's like, Oh, is that your aunt's mug? Oh, it's a nice, that's a nice acrylic <laughs> yeah. that we're so familiar with that in real life of like, yeah, getting in an argument, cooling <laughs> off and then just like acting like nothing happened or like returning exactly <laughs> to like what you just were doing. Uh-huh. It's such a like, when you, uh, yeah, as an improviser, that's like such a, um, it's so hard to learn when and how to apply that, but it works so well mm. of like, oh, yeah, uh, you're like a crazy monster who thinks Staples should be on every corner of every street. Um, But you are in a deli. So like after you're done ranting about Staples, you can be like, can I actually get bacon on that? <laughs> and it gets a huge <laughs> laugh because yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, like he's awesome. in a deli. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, so, okay, so improv here, UCB, yeah. right? UCB. And how long have you been doing that? After you got over that hump of, like, maybe they won't accept me, which they
1: did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. go it. figure, so, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I didn't go to a show. I didn't do anything um, from, like, June 2013 till February. I registered for a class around New Year's, and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, here we go. Um, Went into class. (laughs) Natasha Rothwell, who is now also marginally famous, which is great. Um, I think she's on Insecure on HBO. Very good show. Sure. But she, like, I I got in this class and I'd never done long form, which is different from short form, Uh, as different as improv is different from Mm stand-up, you know? And and long form is all about, (laughs) like... Making it real and making it believable, and I'm have this improv background of like get in, get out, you tell the joke, you slit its throat, you get out, you know, like <laughs> you, you like go hard, like you're a fire, fire, fire. Is that a phrase? <laughs> you slit the joke's throat. You the joke you slit throat. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, it's it, but it's one of those things like I, I had to like unlearn a lot yeah. of, of yeah. stuff and come at it completely different, and, yeah. and throughout the process of being better and better at this like that's what I've had to do is completely unlearn almost I feel like that's how I grow everywhere is I like build a mansion of like technique and then it stops working for me and I'm like oh and so then I wreck the mansion and I build another one and and there's a maybe a room that like features the old mansion yeah but like I think and that's such it's so painful to do over and over again as a creative person but it you know once you're around the corner once you're through that bad part and you're back into the hot seat it's like oh nice like this this does work if i just keep at it if i keep grinding at it um and you think
0: so you think we're as artists man i think that works like our, our pursuit is just like building mansions and then
1: smashing them yeah i talked to a guy Brennan Mulligan who's who is a great mentor uh improv mentor of mine. Yeah. And I ask him I always ask him for advice when I'm feeling down about it. And and one of the things he would talk about is like, yes, yeah, sometimes you're gonna go through a rough patch, like it happens all the time. Sometimes you're just gonna watch Netflix for like two weeks and not do any work. Uh you shouldn't. But sometimes <laughs> like you you turn into this like reptile where you're like oh, yeah. mm, mm-hmm. comfort. Uh, and you don't do anything like worth doing for a while. And he's like, but that's the thing is like, uh, this is not a linear thing. It's like, look look at all the opportunities we get gigs. You know, we, you don't like n- only Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. <laughs> but even him, like, what's the last best Tom Hanks movie? Is it the last one he did or is it something 20 years ago? You know, it's not like he's continually getting better at being Tom Hanks. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe probably is, but like, it's not linear is the point of like, yeah. you'll do a great show one day, you'll do a really bad show the next yeah. day. Hopefully over time, you're, you know, the bottom comes up and the top goes higher and you're capable of more, but I'm still just, especially in improv, capable of having just a dog shit bad show, uh, right, right. that's embarrassing all the time. Dude,
0: can I pull up a, um, quote?
1: Yeah, please. Where's my
0: phone? All right, so I was listening to another. Uh, I was listening to this podcast that I like, uh, which everyone probably, most people who listen to podcasts have heard of, and it's the Joe Rogan Experience. Oh and, yeah, and he has a uh, he has Brian Callen on, and Brian Callan he quotes Martha Graham, mm-hmm. who's talking about like. She was, she was like a pioneer of modern dance, but she was just talking about the artist's yeah. journey, uh, you know, in, in general. And this is something really beautiful that she said. Let me see if this works. All right, here we go. It starts here. but that dude that kind of speaks to like wow not just improv but as like an artist just building these mansions smashing yeah. them
1: don't don't judge it just build it just keep going oh man that's hard it's hard not to judge it it's, it's hard so not hard. to like you want to know cuz you want to be secure so you want to know what you're perceived as or yeah. you want to know like where you stand and you want to be the best um, and those are all great things. Feedback. Yeah, you want... F- exactly. You Yeah, like really, as an artist, what I want to be able to do is like be the music, you know? Yeah. And it's impossible. And it's frustrating that it's impossible. Okay, so
0: because it's impossible, we've never arrived. <laughs> but I want to yeah. ask you just a couple questions. Cool. Maybe I'll tie them in together as one and then... I have one more thing that I want to ask you about, okay, and uh, okay. then we'll go on from there. But uh, so because because we're our our pursuit is to build the ma- the mansions to smash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What mansions are you now building, or maybe what rooms are you working on? Okay, what are you smashing? What has already okay. been smashed? Oh, where are you looking, or or you know where yeah. are you looking to build, like. If if in five to ten years, whatever however long it takes, because this is not linear, this is a this is a whole thing. Yeah. It's an experience. Yeah. Wow! In however many years, when you look back on tonight, think <laughs> with the sentiment of like, oh man, I used to bunk with Robbie. I used to do these yeah, podcasts, yeah. man, talking about you know. And you're you're doing all.
1: What does it look like for you? That's yeah. That's a great question. Um, I mean, I can tell you definitely in the immediate sense, like, the mansion that is causing me a lot of trouble right now is, like, doing it right and letting go. The, like, the, the pain between those two. That, that one's real hard for me because, like, uh, it seems like nowadays the more I think about how to do something and the more certain I am of how to do it, when I do it, it doesn't work so it's very like uh frustrating for me to let go mm-hmm. and so so i'm trying to build a new mansion of let go yes. and like let my training kind of come through um but it's it's tough cuz like i'm my peers are good and they're like firing on all cylinders and i don't want to in this transfer like lose the ability to communicate with them understand mm-hmm. them etc but I'm I'm seeing now like literally I've had a couple of practices with this new group like I'm dying by holding on to like I will do this but like uh, in that aggressive in that like I can do this I can like learn this I will I will come at it with a new approach I'm gonna double down I'm gonna go hundred. percent that that whole like attack 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 yeah has been like suffocating yeah. for sure yeah. so I'm definitely knocking that down <laughs> and Good. building up the mansion of uh, of being in the moment so that's like the the improv right now and the other one hmm. is like uh, the mansion of comfort I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to be hitting that one down pretty soon because I love my comfy like I wear a hat all the time or a sweater all the time I don't like to run I love to relax I love not being bothered when people are stressed out around me and there's this dynamic and in, in like if you're in a job where like if you're if your boss is stressed about something you, you have to like seem like you are too yeah, you know, yeah, at that frequency with yeah. them, and I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, dude, <laughs> y- you know,
0: yep. Uh, but there's also like, you know, that- well, how much of that do you think has to change, though? I mean, what's wrong with wearing a hat? What's wrong with wanting to oh, wear? Oh no, cozy? yeah.
1: I mean, that's the yeah. F- f- good question. Like, yeah, fair. The way I am and the way I look is like not exactly. It's it's kind of the that's one of the ways in which. Uh I am comfy, but I'm comfy in bad ways too. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I don't really want to change. Like I'm comfy in a good way where I'm like, I don't wanna be famous. Like I don't wanna be um like have the responsibilities of a famous person, if that makes sense. But I do what I do want and which comes with that fame is success. And yeah, I want like yeah. comedic success, yeah. and so like I definitely want to want to like, um, like if 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 I'm an instrument, you know, I want to take this fiddle all the way to Carnegie Hall, baby. Yep. Like I want to like yeah. play with the best and, and be with the best, and yeah. it's it just so happens that people who are the best also get a way bigger audience.
0: Yeah, with this. Yeah, maybe for fiddlers, people aren't really blowing up. You know. Yeah, maybe Yo-Yo Ma. Maybe Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah, and and it's like who else? Like, (laughs) I can't really name any other people who
1: play instruments that are famous for
0: classical instruments. I really can't. No, I mean, and most
1: people can't. And it's and it's like one of those things of like we don't we don't worship scientists. We worship famous people. Yeah, you know, we don't worship people who are like great. We worship people who are charming or like good at. Good at looking cool, whatever it is. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I need to get, I need to, like, I've been doing the UCB thing. And I've been using it as, like, learning and understanding my comedic voice and, like, getting to know a community, getting to know like-minded people. And these are all great things. But insofar as, like, I, I'm serious about it, I, there are things where I'm, like, I'm not auditioning. I'm not yeah. writing. yeah. Uh, but those are things that I know, even if I don't end up doing those things, those things will help the things I'm working on. And it, it like unbelievably, I remember I was talking to my team, super funny friends from last year. And, and they were like, dude, yeah, like, and you're so funny and you actually have a voice. And I was like, really? You guys think I have a voice? That's cool. I don't like, I don't see it because I can't see me from, your perspective. Like I know I'm yep. funny, but I, I couldn't tell you like, you know, on a jet ski, you got like the throttle. I don't know where my throttle is. I don't know how to like make the funny happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just is. You know. Um and my teammate was like, hmm. and that's that's always my problem, is like I always wanna find the throttle. I always wanna be able to not let go, but to like cinch bro, down. You bro, know? you are it. That's <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. You
0: are it, you are. <laughs> Funny, yeah. Dude. And
1: that's the, and that's what's hard to like it's hard to believe because it's yeah. a faith-based thing. Have you ever thought about the
0: the have you ever thought about the possibility that you are exactly where you need to be? Yeah.
1: And you're doing exactly what you need to be Ooh, doing. Struggling. Yeah, but yeah, no like that's I mean how else am I going to get through? Is this this is the way. Yeah. But um, one the what they said to me was was like, yeah, uh try writing 10 minutes a day. If you write 10 minutes a day for a week and you look at it, you'll be like, oh, that's my voice. Like it'll have, it'll hmm. come through. And, and yeah. Are you I, doing that? No. Well, <laughs> but it's something that like what I'm saying, the, the yeah. man shits, it's something that I'm like, um, aware of. Sure. And, and I am getting opportunities and I think that's, that's, that's going to be the difference for me is like, I'm getting opportunities where I have to do these things. And that's, that was always what got me from point A to point B in college was like, if I didn't have to be funny, if I didn't have to go somewhere, I would rather be at home. Yep. But like, if I sign on to be a head writer somewhere, if I sign on to assist in someone's project, then I got to show up and I have to bring something. And that sometimes for me, cause I'm a big procrastinator, like having that deadline is really, really helpful, but it's hard for me to self-impose those things when other people are, are depending on it uh, it's way easier for me to like, okay, I'll show up because I have to.
0: yeah well, dude, usually at this point in the podcast, I like try to tie something in like yeah,
1: oh man, well, you've really
0: challenged me to uh, <laughs> but <laughs> sure, but what you you couldn't have said it better like I don't even have to like struggle, reach at all to make any connections there like what you said is what i need to take into my own life cool man um so thank you and um is there anything else that you want to say or plug or invite people to or
1: say um hello (laughs) hello hello uh two things uh first thing we need to do a podcast where i ask you these same questions because i would love to hear your answers to these things and talk about it more But doing, but doing. Uh, Second, if you write, (laughs) if I write it, yeah, it has to be ten minutes minutes of work. (laughs) I can't do it. My my fingers. Um, Second, the other other thing it, it ties back into that Brian Callen thing. Yeah, i had I had a nice, I had one of those nice, like, comforting, like, reflective nights recently, and something that really like got me was that the idea that he kind of touched on of like, oh yeah, you're it. As, as you said, like you like, like think about a video game, you pick it and then you play it and then you try everything. Like if you're Mario, you're not like, oh, I'm scared of the ledge. You're like, I'm going to try that. And then you die and then you come back and you like try as hard as you can. But you like, you chose to play Mario and you chose to risk things. And like that's, that's it's such a hard thing because like obviously I'm not going to jump into traffic. But like the idea that like I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm a human being. I don't know why I'm Jacob Davis. But assume if, if, if I'm what I got, then I'm like be, be that. Like you get to be Michael and I get to be Jacob. I don't know anything beyond that. But, like, if only I would approach that as if I had chosen it, you know, as if I had chosen to be this person. And, and Whoa. and, uh, like, like if this was a, a video game, you know, and I were safe on the other end, I'd, like, do whatever all the time. But it's like, what do I have to lose? Because I am the thing that I'm playing. It's really weird to think about it in these terms, but it really gave me a lot of, like, like, peace to think of, like, what's my job? My job is to be like take ownership of being myself. Man,
0: I we uh, we need to wrap this up because you will be on more. So if you're listening to this and you like Jacob's voice, good. And if you don't, <laughs> it doesn't matter because he's, he's going to be on again. And we'll again auto tune again my again voice again. next we'll time. Auto tune your voice. voice. And this is a perfect segue because <laughs> the last thing that I wanted to do. Before you leave is... You remember that thing that we used to do on Choir Tour? Yes. Yeah, yeah, So I want to do that, but with the... Using the the, the um, subject material of okay. the last couple tidbits of what you just said. Cool. Which is choosing to be this, you know, choosing to play this game. Yeah, and yeah. And making it to the top. All right. <clears throat> so if you want to lay the base... In, okay. The, 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 you know, the
1: foundation... Oh, okay, okay, hold on. Maybe give a tag and then we can go from there. <laughs> uh, do you want to play the game where we say the phrase? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, lyrical yeah, 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 tag. Okay, and then we'll make it, we'll, yeah.
0: okay. okay. Um, and the the lyrics are going to be play it like you chose it. Okay, okay. Blah. Same same lyrics, but one more
1: try. Okay, got it. Mm, Yeah. Why did they all
0: sound like it was so good? (laughs) Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, Sorry about the mean things I said to you. Okay, forgive you. Yeah, yeah, I love you, man. love you too. Bye bye now.
1: Hey guys, it's me, Jacob, from that episode you just listened to. One thing that I wanted to say that I forgot to say during the episode, whenever I listen to podcasts about successful people, I always hear that they had the struggle and then they got to the success. And I'm always like, yeah, but like what changed? What happened? and in my experience with the tiny amount of success I've had is you just gotta do it you just gotta keep working and keep trying like some of the most enviable admirable people I know who are at UCB it took them like 10 years to audition and actually get on a team but it's like truly within your grasp if you just stick with it and give it your all keep working I know that's lame but like that's the answer do it thank you goodbye
0: This has been a Rock Rising Productions podcast. Thanks for listening.